0: Hello, and welcome to Black Girls Drinking Wine. I'm Mickey. I'm Stella. And today we are drinking White Girl Rosé. Here we go. Cheers.
1: Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen.
0: This bottle is pretty fun.
1: Ooh. For those who have not had it, it's a very basic uh, labeling, very white label with just simple navy blue lettering.
0: It tastes fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty refreshing. It's pretty much like the summer rosé to have, and it's so... Just cold. We just took it out of the freezer. <laughs> we had to let's let's tell the real story. We had to buy it on a whim. Let's be real,
1: <laughs> because uh, someone, aka me, came unprepared.
0: <laughs> so, so she had to run back out, get that rose, but it wasn't chilled. So we had to make it so. But it's very good. Really good. I like it a lot. Um. Also, just in the spirit of honesty, um. I'm already wasted, um, <laughs> and I'm just, like, keeping this party going, because today was my last day of school. <laughs> um, so, we had a really interesting happy hour. Um, <laughs> first of all, they made us come in at 8 o'clock, which was stupid, so I got there when I got there, and we're just... You know, packing up, and we're done really early, twiddling our thumbs, so we just leave, and we get to this um, location, and it's it's black owned, which you know I'm always a fan of. Yeah. Um, but um, with that being said, um, let me just take a sip. <laughs> um, after about the sixth wine glass, they ran out of wine glasses, and people were what? drinking wine out of um. Stella Artois. No. Mm-mm. We're not doing that. They mm-hmm. were drinking the wine out of cocktail glasses. No, no, ma'am. Mm-mm. It was, it, yeah, I don't know how they only had six bottles, uh, six glasses, uh, six wine glasses, but that was really a thing. <laughs> and no distinction between red and white. So the glasses they had were just, um, white wine glasses, and they were serving, you know, red, white, whatever. So either way, I had a couple glasses of wine. Then I moved on to the rum punch with two different types of rum, one of them being Ray and Nephew. Shout out to all my Caribbeans out there. Um, And I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I think I need to go home. I'm too drunk to be around these people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and here I am drinking some more. <laughs> <laughs> yes, brand nephew,
1: the official rum of bad decisions. Um, but yeah, shout out to all my teacher friends out there. Y'all done with these raggedy ass kids?
0: Ow. Okay, these kids aren't raggedy. They yes, they is. They're not raggedy. <laughs> they're not raggedy. Um, and any of my students, I know you're not listening, but you're lovely people. Um. Anyways. <laughs> Let's get into the meat. Yeah. The pork, the chicken, so, all of it. Today, I want to talk about breakups.
1: Oh, God. And <laughs> <laughs> pulling no punches today.
0: And the reason why I want to talk about breakups is because I recently experienced one, and it was such a pleasant experience that I felt like I had to share this with people to give them hope. And by people, she means me. <laughs> no, everybody could learn from this. Um, so yeah, tell us. Okay, so I had been seeing this young man uh, for about, what, six six months? I would say six, for six months, I took it seriously. I'll say that. Maybe it was a little longer, but I took it seriously for six months. Um, he had a lot going on with his day job and then you know, the work he was doing, you know, pursuing his dreams. I won't get into specifics, but he had a really crazy days, really long work days. Um, and then he would rush to go work on, you know, his passion project. And so I knew that going in. And then also as a teacher, I have an insane schedule. I have an early bedtime. There's just certain things that You know, you got to work with me. Stella, you know this. Like, you know, if you call me at 945... I'm not getting no answers. I know. I'm done. I'm knocked out. You know those things about me. Or on a weekend, you know, I'm going to turn up. But then Sunday afternoon, I'm going to be like, all right, I got these lesson plans to write. I got to go. Like, that's just life. That's just teacher life. So despite those challenges, you know, we still thought that this thing had potential and we you know, kept seeing each other. And then I initiated a conversation with him about, you know, where is this heading? Um, and the response I got was very, his response was basically, I'm not going to be really free until about July. And then things are going to pick back up again. And I don't know if you want to get into something and then have to stop it. Um, And I was like, no, that would be silly. And he was just like, yeah, and I also wouldn't want us to be in a relationship. And then I end up resenting you, which, thank God, I understand that that is not about me. And that is about him. And clearly he's dealt with his own shit in other relationships where he has this fear of resenting the other person. Because I've never portrayed myself to be the woman who would be like, you need to give up your dreams. (laughs) Oh, now. (laughs) Like, I'm just like, yeah, you know, do you chase those dreams. Go ahead, black man. Like, follow your dreams. You deserve, you know, get that black boy joy. So the fact that he said that was really kind of um, like a, a red flag for me. And after that conversation, I noticed that he had become distant. And I wasn't hearing from him as often. And I certainly wasn't seeing him. And I started dating. I started seeing someone else. I mean... What what am I going to do? I'm young. Yeah, life. I'm young. I'm beautiful. Why not? Um, and so he had reached out to me asking, what was it? Oh, he just like sent me a random message one day saying, oh, hey, I'm still alive or something like that. And I responded really sarcastically because I was a little buzzed after a happy hour that day. And then I texted back and I was like, maybe I shouldn't be texting you right now. I'm drunk. This isn't good. And then he reaches out to me again. And, and he realized that he like upset me. He, like he said some things that, you know, it just seemed like a little insensitive basically. And it got me to thinking like, I just need to end things with him. Like I need to be done. I'm out here. My king is out here. It's not you, but he's out here, and I need to, like, find my king. And so I knew that we needed to have a conversation, and so I reached out to him to schedule a time to talk. And even in the middle of that, he asked me to go to the movies, and I just thought. Oh, my God. I literally started typing in, are you dumb? And I had to backtrack. I had to delete. But that was the dumbest fucking thing. You're asking me to go to movie you you just had to apologize for being shitty like a few days ago I'm not going to the movies with you and you are never gonna see my vagina again and so <laughs> so we finally have the conversation and I just lead with you know you had sense that I was upset and I was upset but I want you to understand why I'm not upset with you I'm upset with the situation and I realized that I want more and you can't give me that. And that's okay. I'm feeling blessed um, by Mickey's words right now. I just and feel it washing over me. Yeah, it was super calm. I told him, you know, I think that you're really talented. I wish you well. Um, I hope that you find happiness wherever it is. Um, he told me lovely things about me, myself and he was just like, You know, I'd love to hang out with you again, you know. And I was just like, well, I'm not ready because I'm looking for my king. He's out there. Um, (laughs) And he was like, I understand. (laughs) And, And it just ended so nicely. We just wished each other well. We acknowledged that we really enjoyed each other's company. But that was the end. And I think that that was the most pleasant breakup I've ever had. It's beautiful.
1: So for all the trash ass queens out there like myself, (laughs) (laughs) for those who have not reached this uh, peaceful passage, um, how do you think would be the best way for us trashy queens (laughs) to do that? I find that approach that you just talked about really interesting Mm -hmm. um, because the dialogue of a breakup, it's a very delicate issue. It's not something that, you know, anyone's thinking rationally. They're thinking irrationally. They're thinking emotionally. They're Mm -hmm. just, to be frank, batshit crazy.
0: Mm -hmm. So, like, how did you teach? Yeah, teach us your ways. How did you get to this calm space? I mean, I think having a mindset of what's going to be the best way for me to take care of myself. And I really paid attention to what I wanted. So I when I met him, I was in a place of just, I'm open, let's see what happens. Um, but I also didn't want to be in something that was just like a fling or like a one night stand. Like I wasn't ready for that, but I was definitely open for like, open to commitment and a relationship. And we started getting close and there was this potential there and I was feeling really good about it. And, you know, the thing with the scheduling and all of that got in the way. Maybe his own fear. Like, he even acknowledged in our conversation that he still had to work through stuff with his ex that he was still dealing with. Um, oh. Which would, of course, be clear with the comment about, I don't want to resent you. Like, duh, you've, you've been down this road before. Like, you need to work on yourself. So, I just knew that I wanted to be at a place where I could, ha- you know be with someone and like work towards something and eventually be in a relationship and I knew that it wasn't him and that helped me out a great deal and I also just didn't allow myself to get upset with him because I really think he was doing his best and I wouldn't want to force someone to say okay I'll just be your boyfriend and like I'm not going to beg someone like that's just not it and I maybe I'm a little old school too and just thinking that I think I think that for me anyways, that I would just want a partner who would take the lead in pursuing a little bit more, like pursue me, like woo me a little bit, convince me why I should be with you, you know, just like (laughs) woo me, you know, I like that stuff. Um, And so I knew I wasn't going to get that from him. He had a lot going on and he was definitely afraid of getting into another bad relationship. And instead of just looking at me, the person he kept thinking about his experience with his ex. And I understand that way of thinking just because I was in that headspace after my last breakup of being so fearful of being with someone like my ex. And that's all I could see. And so every time I saw like one little thing that even reminded me of my ex, I just ran. I was like, Oh my God, I can't do this. Um, So, I mean, I think it was, like, just the result of all the work that I had done on myself to get myself in a good place. Amen. So, that was really it. But it was really pleasant. So, breakups can be pleasant. I
1: one day hope to reach the level of reflection and maturity (laughs) that you have.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much.
1: In the meantime, (laughs) I'll be repping for the trashy, raggedy-ass queens that don't have peaceful breakups. (laughs) Um... (laughs) But yeah, no, I think that's a really interesting conversation, um, kind of shifting like the tone of a breakup into just more like calm and like reflective and actually kind of less about, you know, like how you're upset with the other person. But like you said, the, the upset about the situation mm-hmm. um, and less about this thing that they did to annoy you. Yeah. Um. Especially like at least for me, like in my 30s, I find that. The breakup conversations that I have had, trashy as they may have been, um, they are more about kind of the situation, um, and sometimes less about the actual person. Mm -hmm. Um, my last breakup kind of was reflective in that, um, I was dating somebody that was going through a situation that had nothing to do with me, Mm -hmm. um. And unfortunately, that situation um, led to us not being together. But I learned a lot in terms of how I handled, uh, especially the breakdown in communication mm-hmm. um, because of that situation. And I find that a lot of times people going through breakups, um, sometimes it, it's it's the situation, but also the breakdown in communication and how you handle that. Um, I find that for both parties, trying to remain calm and reflective feels almost impossible um but I think it helps a lot because Mm -hmm. it obviously determines like your next steps in terms of how you process and maybe internalize or choose not to internalize you know that breakdown in communication or that thing that the person may have said yeah um so yeah I think that's definitely like a new spin to put on it when you have to what is it consciously uncouple. Mm-hmm. I also hate Gwyneth Paltrow. I can't believe I even said that. Um, but yes, <laughs> just need a couple. Um, yeah, I actually, my next question for you is what would be your advice to somebody who knows they want to uncouple with someone?
0: Do it as soon as possible, don't drag it out, and keep the positive attributes about that person in mind and don't focus on the negative. I
1: just feel like I heard you say a constructive criticism sandwich. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? I just think that it's helpful for for you too just to think about that like why you fell for them in the first place or why you chose to spend that much time with them. You know, it's it's not like Just because you get to a place where you have to end things with the person, they're an awful person. And it was so interesting when I was talking to my friends about this situation. All of my friends, with the exception of maybe, like, one or two people, were just like, he's a fucking idiot. Fuck him. Let's beat him. And it's like, I was one of those people. (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, he is working through his stuff. Um... You know, he's not a bad person. Um, He could make better choices, but, you know, he'll get there in due time. That's not on me. That's on him. He's got to make his growth. Um, So I did keep that in mind, too. Like, as much as people were telling me, you know, that he was trash or that he was trash, I knew that no, he wasn't. I would not choose to spend so much time with someone that was trash. I'm not. I'm not there anymore. <laughs> That's just not my life anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but you brought up a good point, though,
1: about yeah. kind of, um, like, it's going through a breakup, like, people's receptions. Like, some people are very reactive and would tell you or tell anybody, you know, like, you know, this person's a piece of shit and, like, you should, you know, like, this, mm-hmm. all of this, like, reactive stuff. I don't really think people take the time to kind of think about what the outcome would be if
0: they chose to be, reflective absolutely and also people though people in the same if people those same people if they were in your position would probably be be acting so strippity. but because it's happening to someone else they're able to be like oh no don't do that but at the same time it's just like would you really follow that same advice if it were yourself you know Oh yeah definitely not um so i i kept that in mind too of just having you know, thinking about the the reasons why I spent that much time with him. And he, he's a good person. He's not a bad person. He just, like, needs to work on some things. I mean, we all have things we need to work on. But his stuff got in the way of us um, being together. And that's that's okay. It just wasn't meant to be.
1: And, like, it's so funny that you say that. As I'm thinking about this, like, a lot. Like, we're in our 30s. But I remember dating and when we were dating in our 20s. I mean... I couldn't think of anything getting in my way. I just thought it was hot, cute, you know, and I was like, I'm out here ready to like date and make out as as much guys as I can. Um, But something about me coming into my 30s, realizing at least for myself, how much my stuff gets in the way of dating and Mm -hmm. also just recognizing your partner or people you're dating or other people's stuff, how much it greatly impacts like them getting in their own way. It's like so interesting. It's something that I
0: never thought about in my twenties ever. Yeah. No, you take a lot with you. I think, I mean, no matter how much work I'm going to do on myself, I I think that one of the biggest things that I still um, fear, but I, you know, I'm able to like work through it and stuff. But one of the things that I fear is um, being with someone who isn't taking care of themselves and how that can affect you, or at least for me, because I'm just a very empathetic person and I take on a lot of, you know, energies from people and things like that. And so that made me fearful when I was going back and really dating and all that stuff. And I still think about it, but I just have to, you know, remind myself that that was an experience I had in one relationship that wasn't good for me. And I had to remind myself that I'm able to choose like good people in my life. I do have good people in my life. So, you know, it's always going to be a process, but you just got to remind yourself.
1: And that was so interesting that you said, um, about, choosing partners or staying away from partners actually that don't know how to take care of themselves i was literally just having this conversation with my friend earlier today about how she felt that women will always choose not a man that uh doesn't know how to take care of themselves but will always find that most men do not know how to take care of themselves um and i told her i was like you know what you're probably right because systemically, men are not raised to be in touch with their emotions, uh, do the fine tuning, self care, yeah. all of that. So when you arrive in your 30s as a as like a fully functioning woman, like you have your own stuff, but then you realize that your male counterpart uh, or partner is also dealing with their own stuff, but in a way where. They're either looking for someone to fix it for them mm-hmm. or they just don't know how to manage it. And yeah. I, didn't, I never realized the weight of that and the impact it can have on a relationship and ultimately um, contributing to a breakup. It's really, it's really something I think that a lot of people don't think about yeah. of like either learning or going towards learning how to take care of yourself um otherwise I just feel like you're going to look for people to do it for you or you're just going to assume um that you're never going to learn how to take care of yourself and that you're not deserving and therefore if you feel like you're not deserving you're going to push away everybody that
0: comes to you so I have a question for you now how does knowing that help you when you're first getting to know someone like Like, when you're Hmm. asking questions and digging in deep, what are some things that you're looking for? What questions are you asking to see? Is this a guy who can take care of himself, who is in touch with his feelings and has knowledge of self?
1: I mean, oh, my God. I think the first thing for me is just noticing how emotionally in tune they are with themselves, which is why on dates I don't talk a lot. I listen. Because when they're telling stories about themselves, if they say, oh, this time I did this thing, it made me feel really this way. There's Mm -hmm. definitely times where I've been just straight up ayamla and have been like, oh, well, tell me more about how that made you feel. Yeah. And if they're unable to communicate that feeling, to me, that's an indicator that, okay, you are not in tune with any of your feelings because not only you can't relate them to me, but you can't even relate them to yourself Mm -hmm. and just kind of them being comfortable in their own skin. I've dated a lot of men that are not comfortable in their own skin. Yeah. Um, and, and it's very apparent and when they're not comfortable in their own skin, they don't know how to navigate within their own environment. So when they date and they bring and they join, you know, their environment with this other person, it's, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, for me, I, I'm, I'm more observant. So it's, I don't so much ask questions. Mm. I just observe. And for me, it's honestly body language and how comfortable they are, like, telling me anything. See the- It's very, very, very telling for me.
0: I, I think I just straight up interrogate. I ask a lot of questions. <laughs> I do. Maybe not the first date. Like if you are privileged enough to get a second date with me, (laughs) um, I, I like to ask a lot of questions. I also am very transparent about my, um, therapy and why I think therapy is important. And I ask, have you been to therapy? Are you currently in therapy? How do you deal with Anger and sadness, who is in your support system? Who do you go to if you have a problem? And I need to hear that you have a support system because the last thing that I'm going to be is your everything. I'm not going to be your BFF. I'm not going to be the person that you call on all the time when you have a problem. Not saying that I'm not emotionally supportive. My God, I am but i am not going to be the only person in your life that gives that to you. so i ask questions around that just to make sure that they have good strategies in place and there's supportive people in their lives.
1: definitely. and i think you you can tell. you can tell the people that have good communities or have worked very hard to form, you know, these like support systems and support groups. i never ever will date someone who I, like doesn't have friends. I have gone on dates with men who will say, oh, we're not that close, or we just kind of go out. Um, that is a very telling sign uh, that to, to run away. Uh, because not only if they're not able to form their own communities, um, they have trouble reaching out, um, asking for help, asking for support. Um, for, again, for women especially, we become that lifeline. We become the best friend. Um, and the shit is fucking exhausting. Yeah. Uh, like, if I'm not a mom yet, I my job is not to take care of you and take care of me. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And unfortunately, there are some women who kind of get stuck um, in that loop uh, without even recognizing it. So I think it's really, really, really important um, for both men and women... Uh, to identify their support systems um, and realize like if your partner or potential partner is lacking um, if that's something that you even want to deal with I
0: also want to extend it though to non hetero couples like there are people mm-hmm. um, in same-sex relationships or dating um, that y- you need to be on the lookout you need to be aware um, you know its you just you gotta ask the questions it's really important
1: and you know what's interesting what I realized just talking to you about this how much I don't ask questions because I said earlier that I'm very observant Mm -hmm. Um, but for me I tend to be not as open necessarily so for me it's harder to ask someone a question because I don't want them to ask me anything okay so for me it's, it's more of Um, because I don't want to be this super open and engaging person in that moment or or at that point in our relationship or whatever, Mm -hmm. I don't ask questions. And I learned that that's actually really bad. (laughs) Because if you don't ask questions, yes, observing is great, but sometimes you need to ask questions directly to get sometimes the answers that you want and sometimes the answers that you don't want.
0: Yeah, I mean – if you're even if you ask these questions and you notice that the person is being resistant to them, they have issues with communication. Do you want to continue seeing someone and spending time with someone who can't communicate? That's something to really think
1: about. And no, it really, really is. And, and I've been in so many situations where I thought to myself, you know what, if I would have just asked this one question mm-hmm. at this time, we may have avoided this conflict or, you know, difficult conversation. So I think definitely going forward, um, I will work on like asking more questions directly. I also think it's because I'm either afraid of their answers or afraid that they're going to ask me stuff. Um, and the scary part too is just opening up and engaging like you are, we all are navigating, you know, our relationships and acquiring new ones. Um, and it's scary. It's yeah. like scary to have to like open up to somebody and trust that either they will open up to you or that the person that you open up to will like what they see or want to know more. It's, yeah. You're constantly kind of in this loop of fear, I think. Uh, at least I am. <laughs> Who's worrying about if the person will like what they see? Um, if they like it, are they going to want to ask more questions? And because I'm kind of a little bit closed off, Asking questions is something when it's done to me um, is very frightening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for, for me, asking going like going forward, asking questions is something I would like to explore. Yeah, because who knows? I mean, generally, I'm just a, not a person who just asks questions. Mm-hmm. I just let people tell me things, and then I make my, <laughs> they make my mm-hmm. I make my own assessment. I make my own assessments. Um, But yeah, asking questions is is good. So maybe I need to take a
0: chapter out of your book. Hey, (laughs) let me know how it goes. And anyone listening, please let me know how it goes. If you go out on a date with someone um, and they're privileged enough to go on a second date with you, ask those (laughs) important questions about how they take care of themselves. Very important. I want to expand this conversation. Because relationships take on many forms. They do. Um, Stella, you sent me an article that I thought was absolutely amazing on, I think, Huffington Post. It's just going to be our life. And the title title of the article is why my best friend and I decided to move in together and co-mother our children. I was talking. Thank you very much. (laughs) Anyways... Um, we had always had this conversation and it started out as a joke, but then after a while, like I turned 30 and I was like, no, seriously, like if I don't get married, like I could still have a kid with my best friend. Like we could get together with our good credit, get a house. That's right. (laughs) You know, have kids somehow, like, you know, uh, whatever we figure that out. And we just, like, have our kids together. We raise them. You can still go out, you know, have fun, date, live your life. But at the end of the day, you're coming home to your BFF and your kids. And so after reading this article, (laughs) I just, I think it was such a validating experience. It's like, oh, my God, I'm not crazy for thinking this way. We're not crazy people for thinking this way.
1: Not at all. I mean, I could not think of a more safe Nurturing environment to raise children uh, and to for me to be fulfilled um, by having you in my life as my, my partner and and that's not to say of course, like you said we will get to like live our best lives, but then we come home to this safe space. I mean I read the article obviously, and I was like, where do I sign up?
0: yeah, how can how can we make this make this happen? I mean they. Basically, they were both living in New York City. Rent is not cheap. They both have kids. Um, one of them was um, ending a marriage and the other was ending um, a relationship and they had been living together. And so if you're single with kids trying to find a place in the city, it's so hard. So they decided to get together and they, they use the master bedroom as the kids' room. They put the kids in there, and they each took a smaller room. And they lean on each other. When one person is in need of childcare, the other person steps in and supports. And it has all of the benefits of a relationship. I mean, they share the financial um, responsibilities, and they love each other's kids and they just take care of each other. And I thought that that was just so interesting. And I wonder how many people are doing this. Like, Oh my God. I th- Please tell us. I mean, reading this article was
1: like our dream realized. Um, mm-hmm. The thing that I really liked the most about it is kind of giving the kids like the bigger room mm-hmm. to become a, like a playroom. And I think it's really important, especially for younger children to see different uh, relationship dynamics um, at a young age, especially healthy ones, obviously. So I I was just thinking about how beneficial it is for the children involved. Um, let's say on the opposite end of that, had they stayed in their respective relationships where the dynamics were unhealthy, mm-hmm. I mean, th- those kids would have been exposed for longer periods um, to that kind of unhealthy exchange and dialogue and situation. So it, it to me in that sense, that's, kind of what caught my eye was that I would rather have my child grow up in a healthy dynamic with my best friend in this sort of, you know, co-parenting, you know, like situation and co-mothering situation, as opposed to with my partner, um, where things are just not working. Um, and kids are very observant and they soak that up. They soak in the aura the vibe, the energy, um, of you know they can tell and when things are tense and difficult and they internalize that yeah um and so then you kind of carry out like this systemic like negative energy through your child uh so for me it's really really kind of great that they were able to kind of put the focal point on their kids and giving them this physical space to play and be kids Mm -hmm. and not necessarily have to witness um, those dynamics of a breakdown or, or a breakup of a relationship.
0: So important. Very, very, very important. So what's your timeline for our, our co-mothering situation? Well, I
1: was just thinking, you know, that we're in our 30s and we could do a little Lifetime movie pregnancy pact, you know? Mm, that'd be cute. Get pregnant at the same time. or Same or, father or a different father? Uh, different fathers, please. Um, I think I think that, or we relay. One of us gets pregnant first, so that way I can be your doula, your midwife, your support system, and and so then then then,
0: switch. Okay,
1: and that way our kids can be about two years apart.
0: I've I just always if if I'm fortunate, (laughs) if I'm fortunate enough to be pregnant, Lord willing, I just would really want a BFF to be pregnant with me.
1: For our listeners. um... Mickey has been trying to push this pregnancy pact on me since we were twenty five,
0: maybe even earlier than that. Probably even earlier. Um, I am against it. (laughs) I just want to be pregnant with one of my friends. That that'd just be so cute. Pressing our bellies up against each other. (laughs) Our kids are BFFs in the womb. You know, I love that. We'll keep you posted. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, now let's, um, let's change the topic again. I mean, what are some events that you are interested in? What are you going to be doing with yourself this week?
1: Uh, well, other than resting and stunning on these hoes, um, I actually have purchased uh, some items from the semi annual Zara sale. So much fun. So full full transparency, full disclosure, I cannot wear the clothes at Zara. They do not fit me. Uh, More importantly, their fashion palette doesn't match mine. Uh, But I got a lot of cute bags, cute shoes. I kind of am still perusing the site
0: (laughs) every now and and then. Every now and then I will check the site and I'll just be like, did this come in a medium yet? Like I just, you know, I look. But it was, it was beneficial. I actually made a pretty good killing.
1: Uh, didn't spend like a ton and got like really, really, really cute stuff. So I'm looking forward to modeling some of that um, over the weekend. I also got my uh, monthly uh, beauty box, Onyx box. Um, for my brown and black girls out there. Um, the box I got this month, so it's summer, right, you guys?
0: Two Take a step back. <gasps> Take a step back. Excuse me. Onyx box. Like, tell them about it. What is it? Who runs it? Where can they find information about it? Okay. We can't just jump, r- like, people need to know.
1: For the pe- You right, have to fine. spread the
0: knowledge. Just fine. like I'm I gonna... spread the knowledge to you, <laughs> you have to spread the knowledge to
1: the people. Fine, so Onyx Box, essentially, there's so many beauty boxes out there, like a ton. None of them, or very few of them, are catered to women that look like Mickey and myself. Um, So Onyx Box basically was created um, essentially to give beauty, skin, relaxation, self-care products for us, made by us, um, that we kind of have our own niche Um, you know, in this kind of like beauty box, like, you know, world, um, you can follow them, I believe it on Xbox,
0: O N Y X B O X. We're not getting paid for this. We just really believe in supporting black business, especially when they are killing it.
1: Yeah. Um, either. And again, we can probably post the actual, um, social media tag, uh, at the end of the episode. Um, but it's super affordable. I believe it's 20 bucks. Or twenty five bucks a month, and the great thing about it is you actually get full size products. Okay, ladies, it's not a sample if you get at Sephora or something like that. Um, one of the products I got uh, because it's summer is this amazing full size like body bronzer. I can use it on my face, on my shoulders, and this firming Brazilian butt cream. Now it's bikini season, so you gotta make sure that skin's tight. All right, so yeah. <laughs> But I really, really do love it. They really have great products and things that you wouldn't even think to use. I know for myself, I've definitely, you know, expanded kind of my like self relaxation and self care routine using masks and facial steaming, which I didn't even know was a thing facial oil I have very oily skin I didn't even think facial oils were for me um, under eye mask full face mask it really really is fantastic um,
0: highlighter you started wearing highlighter because yes, of them yes
1: highlighter oh my god yes highlight I wear it every, every day yeah. um, and it's really actually super important because it's when I get my box or I use the things out of you know from my box it's time I take for myself. I don't know how many women or people with their busy schedules and busy days don't take time for themselves. And I think it's so cool that like I can do that. I have my box. I can sit with my mask. I can experiment with different things. Um, It's just kind of like a really like nice like few minutes or even an hour that I can take out of my day for myself to, you know, relax. So I highly, highly recommend it. They have really fantastic products.
0: I cannot wait to resume my Onyxbox subscription. I'm just waiting on a cute little pay increase um, to kick in. <laughs> I, I make this joke uh, with one of my friends at work that I've been getting these diet paychecks because I use up all my sick time, and then, like, I've you know, the times that I've had to call out sick, I don't get paid for them, so it's like. Like, I get paid on a delay, so, like, the diet paychecks have, like, kicked in. <laughs> so I can't wait until I can <laughs> resubscribe to Onyx Box. It's going to be amazing. I love them. Um, I would like to go back to the Zara sale because you did not ask me about my purchases, and I just did a fashion show for you. Oh my God. To the tune of Work This Pussy by Tiana Taylor. That which song is so bomb. Please download it. That album is so good. Um... Keep That Same Energy, KTSE. Very good album. All of all of the songs are bops. I think there's like eight or nine songs. Whatever. Don't there. ask who the producer is. Anyways, it's really good. Anyways, so I'm going to go back to my purchases at Zara. Um, you didn't ask, and I'm going to talk here. Let the people know. So I got some summer dresses. I knew that I really needed some new dresses for summer. Um, because my dresses that I bought last year at Old Navy were just like t-shirt dresses. And I was like, I'm stepping my game up. Like I just want to have nice things. Um, So I got some really lovely dresses and a really cute polka dot jumper that I can't wait to wear. It has shoulder pads, which makes me really happy. And then I got some cute sneakers because I love Zara sneakers. I think The majority of my sneakers are from Zara. So I'm excited about that.
1: I think we got the same ones, actually.
0: One of them, yeah, the gold. The gold with the bow. But then I got the black with the bow, too. I knew you were going to get those. They're so cute. (laughs) Just like when you're not trying to be gold. (laughs) They're cute. I can't wait. Also,
1: going back to paychecks, for all of my Amazon Prime subscribers out there, obviously we know that. Amazon has monopolized Whole Foods, aka Whole Paycheck. Uh, if you download the Whole Foods app, there's like a little uh, QR barcode that you can use. So for everyone, I think it went into effect Wednesday or today, um, you guys get 10% off any 10% off, yeah, any like a, like sales or anything like that. Um, so just when you go to checkout, for those who shop at Whole Paycheck, I shop there very very occasionally i actually saved a bunch
0: i saved like 10 bucks so i'm sorry okay you get this Mm barcode where do you use the barcode on amazon or at whole foods at whole foods
1: so you walk in when you're checking out at whole foods uh whoever the person is checking you out will actually scan the barcode on your phone or in some cases you can just how do you get the barcode you download the whole foods app Oh, okay. So now that Amazon, I believe, has purchased Whole Foods, uh, on the app, you can just download the code, put in the zip code of the Whole Foods you go to or the Whole Foods you're on your way to. You can do that
0: or use the phone number that you have connected to your Amazon account. And then you get 10% by being an Amazon customer. Yeah, you get 10% off, the
1: like a 10% additional off of the like sale item. So I had bought like av- avocados for like $3.99. Yeah. Uh, they were on sale and I got another 10% off of that. Yeah. Um. So it really does add up.
0: Um, Interesting. And it's very, very this. helpful. It's
1: funny. They haven't really been vocal about uh, this announcement. So again, for my people who shop at Whole Foods, and this is any sale items. It applies
0: to beauty, foods. Uh, alcohol, anything. So it only applies to sale items? I'm confused. 10% off sale items or 10% off everything, including sale items? I think it's 10% off sale items. Oh, okay.
1: But there's also um, additional savings you can get with their 365 brand. Um, There's certain products that have gone down considerably. I've noticed like some of the poultry and like dairy stuff is a bit cheaper now. So I think they're starting to kind of roll out a little bit of like, discounts with certain things yeah um but it's really good that you can get an additional 10 percent off the sit off any kind of sale items because they have stuff on sale all the time have you tried the whole foods um by bam downtown i've been in there once i don't like the layout because it's it's underground yes yeah um the line moves too slow And I think it's literally because of the physical layout of the the Whole Foods.
0: I went there once, and I was like, I'm not coming back here. Yeah. It took way too long. I mean, yeah. I haven't been there either. You should go. Um, There's a Whole Foods that's closer to me than that one. Oh, the one one in Gowanus? Yeah. That one's nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's (laughs) huge. Yeah, it's really, really big. Um, Do you remember when Broad City filmed an episode of that (laughs) one? Do you remember that one? (laughs) so good Abby got her got her wisdom tooth pulled and she was high <laughs> and in Whole Foods yeah My that was amazing
1: favorite one though was the one with
0: the co-op <laughs> with the 70 year old breastfeeding mom oh, like what God.
1: I, I secretly though feel there's every like one of those hiding within every like Brooklyn
0: co-op for sure gross for sure yeah all right, well, I think we've covered everything we need to talk about today. I think so. I think um, that
1: wraps up another episode.
0: I want to leave you with some inspirational words from Auntie Ayamla. Um, Ayamla Van just, I know that she's like problematic. I get it. She's not a real therapist. Whatever. I love her. And I DVR her show. And the show claims to fix people's lives, but let's be real. It's not really happening. (laughs) But... (laughs) Still, she has some gems. And, you know, TV Ayanla is very different from, like, book Ayanla. Like, her written words are just... They're great. You know, like, on TV, she's like, a penis! But then... (laughs) You know, the written words, she, like, shares really great things. So I will leave you all with this. Rejection is only damaging when you start to believe you are not complete. Mm. Take care, everyone. Thank you Bye. for listening.